All right, heads up, everybody. New intro music starting now. All right, everybody. Welcome to Still Sober with John Rabin. That's me. And this is my podcast. This is episode 159. Posting on July 14th, 2021. Hello, everybody. And that was new intro music. There's also new outro music. And I had said previously that I was probably going to stick with what I was using before. But here's the deal. As much as I love the Screaming Trees, and if you go back far enough, there's an episode where all I do is talk about the screaming trees for at least 20 minutes of that 30 minute episode i had a conversation with a friend of mine the the uh composer of that music uh comedian jay white cotton my buddy um and having the conversation and talking about having to deal with copyrighted music and just the pain in the ass of dealing with all this stuff and i it started to make me think uh I don't foresee this podcast getting on anyone's radar and getting into any kind of deep shit to where I would have to actually deal with. uh, You're going to have to remove that, uh, put different music in because you're violating copyright. Um, But uh, the even the uh, the idea of having to deal with that bug the shit out of me just the just thinking about it made me go you know what it's time it's time to use music uh that will not get me in any kind of uh any kind of issues in the future plus i'm huge fan of synth pop and uh you know gary newman and um a whole bunch of different things Uh, related to it so it just so happened and jay didn't actually make that for me he already had that and was like he like shared it on his social media and i was like dude can i take this (laughs) can i take this and use it uh just uh and he's like yeah so that's why that is uh is now the intro and then there's the uh second half half of its outro and it's a uh, nice, neat little package, and this completes my rebranding with the name change and the new uh, um, cover art for the podcast and everything. There, the end. I have rebranded. This is who we are now, and uh, and I'm happy to report that I lost no followers. You guys are here every week, and it it's almost as if you have an addiction problem with this podcast because no matter how much or little effort I put into this thing every week you guys are here every week consistently and I love you for that I'm concerned for you but I love you I hope you're doing well if you are a sober person I hope you are staying sober if you're not a sober person I hope you're staying sane it's crazy out there on the news, like actually out there, like it on social media, you see all 
you know, any little ripples in the fabric of society uh, make it to your timeline in your social media and it makes it look like it's fucking nuts out there. There's so many American Airlines stories. I'm like, I'll probably should never fly that that airline. Uh, just people losing their minds and, and not being handled well by American Airlines. It's like, oh, everybody sucks in this story. Like there are there's no one to root for here. This is uh, this is just terrible. I'm glad I'm not on that flight kind of a deal. But you go out there. Like I go to work. I go to the store. I interact with people sometimes. I consistently interact with people sometimes. There you go. I don't know how. Yeah, dissect that one. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's that whole thing of, you know, it's like, man, people are losing their minds. It sucks. Everything sucks. And you go out there, it's like, nah, it's fine. People are all right. I, I think it's, uh, which is why I'm, I'm kind of happy that I have, uh, I've really, uh, this is a strategy that I've, I've started, that I inadvertently started doing with my social media. And I, you know, I'm, it's working. And so I'm going to share it like it's a proven system. It's not a proven system. It's just, you know, one example, case study of one. I don't read Facebook. I don't get on Facebook other than to post that a new episode is ready for viewing. To get on there and go, hey, new episode dropped, everybody. Uh, that's the only time I get on Facebook. So no, no to Facebook. Um, I don't get on Twitter. I have a the podcast website automatically posts to the podcast twitter account and so i don't even get on on twitter definitely don't get on twitter so i really only get on instagram and i have uh set up my instagram now what i've done is i have uh, muted all the posts of all my comedian friends and they don't know it and i'm like aren't you outing yourself they don't listen to this podcast you know, comedians I know don't support this podcast. And you know what? Why should they? I don't listen to their podcasts. It's just one of those things that like, hey, I'll help promote you. I'm not going to listen to you talk. I know you. I, you know, I'm not going to listen to comedy podcasts. Um, but but I, I just get irritated by a lot of uh, a posts where people want to uh, make a point and say something. So what I've done is I've taken that out because I'm not interested. And I'm not interested in when people are, like, oh, here's my schedule. Here's where I'm going to be doing shows because I'm not, I'm just not in, in interested. I'm just interested in my own uh, mental health and, you know, the, the emotional health of uh, me and my my wife and I guess my pets, I guess. Who knows what's going on with them? Um, and I just, uh, I just needed a break. I need a break from that, from, from that, the comedy grind 
or the fake grind or whatever is going on with social media and oh you got to represent i'm not going to represent shit uh, this i'm i'm old der and i just don't uh i don't care i don't need to uh, uh i don't need to maintain a presence so i've kind of so i've put the mute on that and what i have made visible are instagram accounts of cats the Wu-Tang Clan, and celebrities I like. And the NFL. There's like, you know, ESPN, the NFL, and, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears account. Like, I've I, I just followed a bunch of different things. And, man, it's great. So when I do want a distraction, and I do get on Instagram, I'm not checking my notifications, because I'm not posting very often. I'm just scrolling through and looking at shit. And I'm just, uh, it's like, hey, here we go. Oh, look, Method Man's uh, working out in the gym again. You know, it's, it's, oh, here's a cat. And, and because of that, there's not something that, uh, that makes me engage that I have to really, you know, that I have to read comments on or anything else and, and really stay in there. So I'm not, so I don't get on Instagram, but maybe, you know, two or three times a day. I have to be really, really bored, like waiting in line at the grocery store. Maybe then I'll look, but it's just, uh, it's, and you know what? It's been, it's been nice. I just engage with people. I do yell at people in traffic, but uh, they, you know, I got the windows up. Uh, they don't know. They don't know that I'm yelling at them to get off their phones. I see it all the time. It's like, get off your phone. We got to go. Light's green. Get off your phone. Be like me. Very, uh, you know, the ego that I have when I'm driving. It's, it's insane. It's like, everyone sucks but me. Honk, honk. Um, now, thank you. That was my impression of me driving. All right. Hey, um... So I had my anxiety dream last night and it's it's a recurring dream. The details kind of change, but the the theme is recurring. And for some reason my brain just locks in and and decides to rehash the rerun every time. And what it is is I'm in college and I haven't gone to that class. You know, I realize that there's a certain class and I don't know if sometimes it's English, sometimes it's history, sometimes it's some, it's whatever, fill in the blank. <clears throat> and I haven't done the homework the whole semester. And it's coming on in the end. And it just kind of dawns on me that I will not be passing that class and that it's a waste of money. And my parents are going to be pissed. And maybe, you know, it's going to affect my graduation. Now, if anyone from intro to psych is going to tell me that what that dream represents is my deep-seated fear of disappointing my parents and costing them money. However, 
I used to be a heroin addict. And, you know, I'm, I'm in recover. I'm a recovering, recovering alcoholic, recovering heroin addict. I've already done both of those things. I've cost them money. And I have disappointed them. And then it turns out they still love me. And life kept going. And then I worked on myself. And then they're proud of me once again. So I don't have that fear. That fear's not there. I know what it's like. It's like, eh, this sucks. It's not a fear. I am not, you know, they don't care at this point. Especially since I got married. They're like, well, you know, he's, he's uh, Crystal's problem. <laughs> he's his wife's problem. It's not, uh, you know, eh, thank God he got married. To someone who's responsible. Good luck with all that, ma'am. Um, but I don't know what's going on with my brain. I don't know why, they, why the brain keeps bringing up this. This It's almost like it's given up being creative. It's like, oh, we got to fuck with them. Let's just rehash the same old shit. I don't have time. I don't have time to come up with a new plot. Even come up with a sequel. We don't look. We're busy. I can't just churn out a new script on such short notice. Let's just give him. Look, he it bugs him every time. Now he's now he gets anxiety about having the same old dream. It's great. Recurring dreams are easy. Let's just let's just send that out. I've got other things to not do. So I don't know what my brain's doing. Does not it it works every time and it's always. Just, uh, you know, I always wake up and go, oh, that's right. I don't have a job that requires a degree. Also, I already have a degree. Doesn't matter. I'm not getting another one. I already wasted my time in college, academically speaking, learning about radio and television just in time for radio and television to change in technology to where everything that I learned was immediately obsolete. So, doesn't matter. That's how I wake up. It's also, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Let me feed the cats. Once the realization has come over me that all that uh, uh, freaking out was about nothing. It was all in my head. But I will tell you what has been, what, what did give me uh, like stress recently is we are looking to move. And I've lived in this apartment, this specific apartment for eight years, seven and a half, seven and a half years I've lived in here. Um, I've been here a while. So... And I'm ready to go, which is unusual because I, you know, in years past, I'm like, you know what? I'm comfortable here. I don't like moving. Uh, now I'm ready to go because the uh, apartment ownership has changed hands so many times. And more recently, as of within the past two years, the management um, of the apartment complex now is really invasive. And I liked it better when they didn't and when they didn't have their shit together and left us alone. 
now they still don't have their shit together, but they pretend like they do. And they're constantly sending me emails going, hey, just want to let you know about the new office hours for just today. What are you changing office hours for two days? It's just weird. Um, and just uh, they're doing a bunch of things that are just they are. It's invasive. And, you know, they they do a lot of stuff that like with ulterior motives. It's just kind of weird. And it's time to go. But in looking at uh, different properties, uh, it's come back to my attention and reminded me that when you apply, they ask you if you have any felonies. And I do have one because I have uh, three DWIs and that third one was a felony because it was a third one, not because I did some crazy, you know, criminal shit. It was just a third DWI and three strikes. It's a felony. So it's been kind of stressing me out because it's like, oh, man, is this going to just fuck up everything? And it's kind of been bumming me out. You know, it, it makes you go, oh, why did I do that? And, you know, start thinking about stuff that you thought you were over. And you're like, oh, did I really fuck it up? However, I've just been reading that recently and it made me feel better that uh, there are laws in Texas about background checks. And it's seven years. So I haven't, my felony was 13 years ago. And there's something to be said about, because that's the thing is that, you you know, it's also, it's not a criminal felony, like a, um, or violent felony or like burglary or anything like that. It's uh, so, you know, in a city that the entire city is an alcoholic. Um, it, Austin as a whole is a, it's like should, is the day drunk capital of the world. It's not the live music capital of the world so it's like if anybody should understand somebody who lives here however because of the law they only go back seven years or they're supposed to will they pay extra money does it you know does it give you the option i don't know i'm wondering if i should pay the money and do a background search on myself to see but i don't know it's more of the, the ethical question, do I volunteer the information when they're not even going to search for it? Is it a full disclosure thing? Or because of the way things are set up, the only thing that's their business is the past seven years. That's kind of how I'm leaning. Like part of me goes, oh, you should be, you know, you should be up front. Yeah, but don't give them extra information. Oh, hey, everybody. Oh, I know you're walking away and everything's fine. I think I should, full disclosure, let me go into detail about my heroin addiction um, that I, and, and the, uh, the DWI. Also, my, the two cars that I totaled. <laughs> let me give you a list of all my mistakes. Um, yeah, that's kind of the thing that I've been... I've been it's kind of been weighing on me is like, uh, you know, I've got to own up to it. But the thing about it is, is that if that's the law, then really the seven years is their business, you know, rental history, 
criminal background, all of that for the past seven years, you know, payments or things that I've not paid, anything that they want to check, that kind of the financial history, you know, that I should answer to when doing an application and be honest about. But really, anything past that, anything that happened in the aughts, and a lot happened in the aughts for me, kind of not their business. It's like, that's not who I was, who I am anymore. That's who I, you know, that's a, that's a version of me that doesn't exist anymore. So it's weird to answer for, for a version of me that doesn't exist anymore. Also, you start thinking, you know, it's like, what's the point of recovery and redemption if you don't allow that to happen? How long are you going to torture yourself? How long do you pay for something over and over again when you've changed? I already paid my dues. I already went through my five years of, you know, plus of probation and jumping through the hoops for all the mistakes <clears throat> and things that happened. I already, uh, you know, I paid my dues to the, the county and the state. Did everything I was supposed to do. And um, kept my nose clean, you know, on paper. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done anything. What am I making it sound like I'm nefarious? Eh, alle I've allegedly been, uh, been cool for the past seven years. No, I've, I have been. I got everything taken care of. It's done. So you shouldn't, and, and that's also the thing about feeling bad. Like it helped me reading about that and, you know, trying to think about what I was going to talk about today you know, on the podcast is just, uh, was it, it, I had to kind of talk this out and just kind of sit there and, and think to myself, it's like, why, you know, you're feeling bad, but, uh, but you know, come on, don't feel bad. You already beat yourself up at the time. You already paid your dues. No, you don't keep reliving a past mistake. You live with it and you move, you move forward and you deal with the consequences. And I've dealt that, you know, now this is who I, you know, this is us. Uh, this is us now. This is me now. So, yeah, that's basically short story long. That's what I'm going to do. It's like, um, you know, here's run the background check. Here's the, uh, you know, here's way too much money for you to do that, to investigate me, to make sure that I'm okay to move into your overpriced property. Check out my history. We're good. Can I go now? That's kind of the uh, the attitude I'm going to take, because that's that's just the way to go. All right, before I get out of here, I do want to. I'm not going to go over this article, but I'm going to. But I got an article to recommend to you guys. Um, it's about it's almost a week old, so but I think you can still um, Google it. Uh, it's. It's an article in the uh, Scientific American, the scientificamerican.com. Um, and it's a, uh, 
it's an opinion piece, but it's uh, the title of it's called Harm Reduction is the Best Approach for COVID and Drug Addiction. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the subtitle, the second heading, I don't know. The second headline, the subheadline is, in both cases, harm reduction is a better strategy than draconian rules that feel virtuous but don't actually work. Huh? Enticing, isn't it? I thought so. It's, uh, it's you know, it's a nice little, uh, it's a quick read, but uh, I highly recommend it. Um, do a Google search if you're, if that sounds, if, you, if you're interested in all that shit. So, well, that's it. You can go now. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for uh, uh, any questions, any kind of uh, anything, any kind of communication. It's still soberpod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, I will see you next week. This is Still Sober with John Raven. Later. Later.